Carter. I'm Eloa. And I'm Erin. And if you don't know three black bitches who love true crime, you do now. This is the I Ain't a Killer podcast. Back with another mini sode. I didn't even know this was crazy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was be jumping into it. I was like, oh, silence, good time to start. And then Carter goes, I don't think you're already recording. Yes. <laughs> 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 Maybe somebody likes the ASMR. Maybe I can get a follow you. <laughs> right. Carter crumbles. That's some alliteration. There's potential there. I'm so weak. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, we're back with another Killer Watchlist mini-sode. Episode 3. Episode 3, where we're covering Worst Roommate Ever, Episode 3. And it's called Marathon Man. Listen, Ooh, it's a wild one. This one yeah. is wild. <laughs> this is a wild one. I don't even, of course we should start at the beginning, but I'm like, I don't know where to start. <laughs> like how far. I mean, even they were jumping around and yeah. telling the story. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say, like. I, I took notes, so I'm going to try to keep us, like, on track with how the episode went. But they went from, like, the main roommate thing, mm-hmm. and then they kind of went to, like, other relationships that he's had. So we'll, we'll do our best, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I can start us off. So our main... <laughs> Kitty. Kitty want to jump in. Kitty just jumped in my lap. She said, I got opinions. <laughs> how did you get... There's, like, barely any space. Um, okay, so we we start with our um, one of our main talking heads, who is Callie Quinn. And I love that talking head. <laughs> you better be professional, bitch. <laughs> I listen to too many podcasts. So she um, she said that she's telling the story as like a warning to other people who might be in a similar situation, and I'm sure y'all will understand that once we get to the end. Mm-hmm. But she graduated college in 2011, and she wanted to travel. She didn't want to be a tourist. She wanted to go to a country, live, experience it, get a job, all that. So when she graduated, she moves to Santiago, Chile, and she decided to go there because it was easy to get a visa. There were a lot of work opportunities. There's a lot to do. And then she also said this thing where whenever I hear somebody say this, I always know it's going to go south. She said it's a really safe area <laughs> because it's never really safe. Yeah. yeah, no. But it was listed on her old the little fake Google search that they did that like it was the safest place to visit in South America. It's like how they framed mm-hmm. framed it. Yeah, I guess. But I don't. But it's like safest in re- relation to what? Right. Did you look that up? Or, right. You know. That's what I mean. Crazy. Um, well, yeah, no, no, no. People not saying terrible things exist everywhere. Yeah, it's definitely nowhere near being her fault. It's just that, like, whenever these websites be saying shit like that, I'm just like, hmm, I don't know. I don't trust it. Right. Because, like, safest compared to next door, where y'all be, it's a murder per hour. Like, right. what the fuck? It's also, like, you don't know what's not being reported. Yeah. Right? So she moved by herself to Santiago, and she got a job teaching English. She met a girl that had a house, and it was where a bunch of different people from other countries came, and they stayed kind of long-term. Mm-hmm. All of them had jobs, or they were students. The girl presented it, presented it as, there's an empty room, it's a lot of fun, cheap, there's a nice neighborhood, it's safe. 
So Callie moved in. Mm-hmm. And that is where she met Yusuf Cotter. I hate it. Who was <laughs> one of the people that is saying it? Sounds about. like Carter, but somebody's trying to say it. Nicole Cotter. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does. Um, yeah, so he was Danish. Um, he was initially really kind and generous. He helped Callie with her bags when she first moved in. And Callie also noted that a lot of the people living in the houses were in their early and mid-20s, but Yusuf was 32, so he's a little older. And he threw a party for Callie when she first moved in. So he was a little charismatic. People seemed to enjoy being around him. Yeah. And he was he had come to Chile from Denmark, but he was Palestinian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He told everybody he was Palestinian, and yeah. His role, his reason for coming to Santiago was that he wanted to run in this big marathon race. Like you. (laughs) (laughs) He went to the Sparta race in Santiago. He had told his roommates that he had done things like this before, but the roommates never really saw him train. They said he was pretty fit, but it was kind of a little suspect. I thought it was weird that the interviewer asked if he was attractive. Yeah, it's like... What? What's this? I mean, yeah, I mean, you can see in the pictures, he's not ugly. Like, yeah, at all, by a long shot. But it's just an interesting question. They, it's like they wanted her to say it. Like, right. So, like, would you have asked the man that? Like the, the lady in the first, the producer in the first one? What's the beef jerky? <laughs> was he attractive? Yeah, just, just elaborate on how fine he was. Also, like, I can't with these animations. They, oh my God. They, no. they animate the little so, stories. They're, they're so funny. That shit looked like Mr. Pickles. The one with Yusuf when he was mad at Callie. <laughs> he was like, 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 had a little pouty lip. Like, he's looking over his a shoulder like a baby. <laughs> like, they showed him like a minute and a half. <laughs> so funny. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> pop in whenever you want, but I'll just keep going. Um, so he would tell his roommates all these elaborate stories, like he would rescue people from being kidnapped, and he was in the Danish Special Forces. He was, like, really intense about protecting and defending people, and he, like, specifically said that he never attacks people, which is weird to say, I think. Yeah, if someone explicitly told me, oh, I never attack people, I'd be like, okay, so yeah, you attack, so people. You attack people. Right, uh-huh. that's, what, that's what you're saying. Um, Callie wasn't really feeling him. She thought that he exaggerated a lot of his stories and Yusuf seemed to pick up that he didn't really like her. And it seemed to make him upset because he wasn't used to people not liking him. That she didn't really like him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe if he wasn't so fucking, I don't know, so dramatic. Talking about mm-hmm. how you rescuing people and shit. Just chill out. Like, yeah. you don't have to do all that. I think there's two kind of people who, like, really take seriously when people don't like them. There are people who are, like, just generally insecure, which I get. Like, it's nice to be liked. Mm-hmm. And then there are people that, like, don't like to be liked because they're performing. Mm-hmm. And, like, it doesn't allow them to manipulate the situation in the ways that they want to. And the latter is the, are the type of people that are scary. And he's one of those people. Right. And I think, like, it also... I feel like, like you said, a performance, and he thinks that if everybody doesn't like this performance, mm-hmm. then they might figure out mm-hmm. what he's up to. Right. 
and he was up to some shit. Um, so this is when we start kind of moving around with his other relationships and we meet Maher. What, do you know how they respond? How yeah, they pronounce it? Maha, Maha, Mahar. Maha. They never really pronounced it. It was like M-A-H-E-R, which I've always seen pronounced as Mar. Okay. So that's like the closest I could get to it, but I don't know how they pronounced it. Okay. Um, he's a coordinator of the Palestinian network in Denmark. And their whole goal is to humanize Palestinians and show people that they're actually people and children and they have things that they like to do. Which is wild that that's necessary. Right. Right. And he met Yusuf in 2010. And Yusuf was telling people he's of Palestinian origin. And he told Mar Maher that he wanted to run a race in Brazil. And he asked him to support him financially. Um, and he needed 40,000 Danish kronas. That's their, the uh, money they have there, which is about five to 6,000 US dollars. Um, it's not a small amount of money. No, not at all. So Mar made a website for him asking for folks to contribute. They really played up that he was Palestinian and they wanted the community to support him. Yeah. Um, he ended up collecting around 4,000 Danish kronas, which was only a tenth of what was needed for the race. Yusuf got really mad at him that he wasn't able to raise the full amount. I was like pissed. Then all of a sudden he like was like, no, it's okay. And Mar thought that that was because he didn't want to ruin the relationship. Yeah. Why does it cost so much to run? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. Spartan race is expensive. Really? Yeah. I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense. Like you provided the, the field and like maybe some, some water jello shots or whatever. And then like, People are supposed to pay thousands of dollars to do that. And yeah, I'm like, what are they using the money for? Because I know Spartan Race, I mean, I think it was like $100, mm-hmm. which to me felt expensive. It's not as expensive as this. Mm-hmm. But then when I got there and I saw like the whole setup and everything mm-hmm. and they had all these people working, that made sense. But I don't know. Maybe part of it is insurance. Because I mean, having people participate in this kind of race has to be expensive in that regard. Like if somebody gets hurt, they have to be able to like handle that on, yeah. on site. That's true. All right, y'all, we'll be right back after we pay some bills. Are you a huge cunt? Us too. Wait, can we even say cunt? Of course. It's empowering these days. Cunt, 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 cunt. I'm Ange Ballastone, a.k.a. the drag queen, Fat Girl Gina. And I'm Mike Fails, just a normal gay guy, I guess. And we're the hosts of The Big Cunty Couch, a gorgeous new talk show podcast where we invite queers and peers to sit, bitch, and be fierce on a huge-ass couch while we gab about all things gay. So come get cozy and cunty with us. We're pan for platforms, so find us anywhere online and get listening, sweetie. Or watching. Or both. Otherwise, why the hell am I in full drag? And we'll see you on The Big Cunty... Oh, wait. I thought we were going to say that together. No. On The Big Cunty Couch. Mwah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would not. I would not pay that much money to be a runner. And I understand that, like a lot of these athletes, be having like sponsors who would cover mm-hmm, that and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But to be crowdfunding that amount of money, and then like from this nigga who you just met, mm-hmm. from this federation that's supposed to make Palestinians look better or whatever, and you get mad at him, this that's a lot of fucking money. Right. You know what I mean? It is. Even if you just got four thousand or whatever, that's in the thousands. That's rent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. um Mar went to the website once the race started to see the progress that Yusuf was having. And after the first day, he realized that Yusuf was in first place. 
he was hyped and he was telling everybody like, oh, Yusuf is going to win, all that stuff. He's going to fly the Palestinian flag right. across uh-huh. the finish line. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> the next day he checked and Yusuf had been disqualified. Disqualified. And, and I feel like that should have been, well, it was, but like that should have been a super, super major red flag because why is somebody disqualified on site? And there's other people of color in the race. Mm-hmm. So you can't necessarily say it's because I'm brown. And that's what he was saying. Yeah. He said that he got injured in the police or not, not the police. I'm the sorry. Medics. Yeah. The medics were American mm-hmm. and they were being racist towards him because he was Palestinian. I mean, to me, that made really good sense, though. I felt like that was a really good lie. Yeah, Just no. because like tensions between America and Palestine are really intense. And even if like. Say, for instance, like, he got hurt, and they were like, well, you can't run, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, he said something they didn't like or in a tone they didn't like. I feel like the bias against Palestinians could add to them being like, oh, well, now you really out of the race. Like, you really not going to run in this no more. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. I was just like, that makes sense to me. Yeah, and it worked because Mar was like, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, now we need to really fight for our people. And he was all for Yusuf. And when Yusuf was sad and he wanted to run in Chile... Um, Mara was there to support him. Yeah. So then we meet Carlos Medina, who he met Yusuf through Mar Maher. I'm just going to say Mar just to keep it consistent. <laughs> consistent yeah. So Maher <clears throat> had asked Carlos to help Yusuf while he was in Chile. And they made a campaign for him to register for the race and for um, his personal expense, his personal expenses. They ended up raising 10,000 US dollars. Which is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then Mar came to Chile to support Yusuf. And then we jumped back to Cali. How much were 10 US, 10,000 USD? So I know you said like 40,000 kroner or whatever mm-hmm. would be. Around 5,000. 5,000 US. So it's the reverse this time because it's a lot of, it's 10,000 US. So how mm-hmm. would that? It's like 80,000 80, of the Danish monies. Oh, wow. A lot. A lot. So this is when things start to get weird between Callie and Yusuf. It was getting cold in Santiago. Um, the house didn't have any um, heat. The windows didn't close all the way. So it was kind of the water didn't even get hot. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, it's not gonna go, right? Yeah. They were ready to go. They were like, we we don't want to stay here anymore. And that's when Yusuf was like, oh well, I have a place you can go. <laughs> you we stay in the same place. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Oh, I got, I'm finna invest in property. Where are you getting all this money from? Right. Because you live here. <laughs> and that, that should, an, another red flag, and, I, and not to victim blame, but it's when you look at it in hindsight with people telling you a story yeah. in the context of this is going to turn bad, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I know this, 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 like mm-hmm. along the way. Yeah. So Yusuf said that he had purchased some condos and he would rent them out to some of his roommates. And Callie and one of their other roommates, Molly, gave Yusuf money to cover one month's rent and a security deposit. And then over the next couple of weeks, he was kind of like, yeah, you can move in next week, next week, next week. And they were like, what is going on? We call. <laughs> <laughs> finally, and this is a little confusing. Like, it took me a second to understand what was happening. So finally, Yusuf said he would show Callie where the real estate office was so that the next day she could go pick up the keys for her apartment. Mm -hmm. And after that, she was to go to Yusuf's girlfriend's house, pick up a backpack that had money in it that he had owed 
all of his other roommates. Because I guess up until then, he was, like, borrowing money from people. So Callie's going to get this backpack, bring it back to the roommates. They go to the... They're walking to the real estate office. They take forever to get there. She's like, what's happening? They end up getting there. So she's like, okay. And then they go to the girlfriend's house. They pick up the backpack. Then he's like, I want to treat you to dinner to celebrate. So they go out to dinner. They get drinks. And they both have a couple vodka drinks. And Yusuf, who Callie says doesn't really drink like that, was kind of getting drunk. And she's, I thought it was interesting that she made it a point to say that she had never seen him drink right. before that. Yeah. I was like, that is odd. Yeah, that is very fucking odd. Yeah. And a book bag full of money, bitch. Is this GTA? <laughs> oh, fuck no. That's not like, that was so weird. Mm-hmm. And I guess like when you don't know that somebody's bad, you think like, oh, that's strange, but yeah. that's just who they are. Yeah. No. Um, Callie says in hindsight that she thinks that he was drinking for liquid courage for what he was going to be doing next. Yeah. Eek. Um, and then this is where Yusuf meets Dominic. Um, do y'all remember Dominic? Dominic mm-hmm. Rayner? Wasn't the, he the English guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, was I feel like I'm talking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no he meets Dominic. The wh- the white man, the white mm-hmm. man. He he already he wasn't going for that shit. Yeah, like he he met him in he met him in Brazil, right? Yeah, they were doing a marathon together. Yeah, doing a marathon together. They chilling or whatever. He was like, oh, um, I want to invest in real estate. Mind you, this nigga staying in the hostel the entire time. Right. And then he's like, oh yeah, cool. So yeah, fuck this race. I'm gonna go back to Chile. We're gonna invest in some property or whatever. Yeah. And then he, I, I, well, he just like gave him money like off rip. Yeah. So for, for um, property. So before, so yes, the Chile thing. But before that, they said they were going to try and invest in land in Brazil, where they were. Okay. And that's where. Um, let me make sure I got it. So after the race, Yusuf said he was going to go to another race, and in Chile, mm-hmm. and he invited Dominic to come. So Dominic went home grabbed all this money for investments mm-hmm. and then goes to Chile and that's where he had all the cash. Oh, it's that big desert race. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, they're okay. supposed to be the lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, Yusuf was like, the lawyer's dad is like sick or dying or something. So mm-hmm. like, he can't meet us. Right. Which is like, just get another lawyer then. Right. He could got all these resources. But... And yeah. so then they decided in the meantime to just do another race. And yeah. Oh, child. Oh, what happened? The cat scared you. <laughs> them, oh. them claws. I got, a, I got a leggings. Okay, so I think I think <laughs> I got the the money situation confused. So they were in Brazil together doing a marathon. I guess Dominic had come to Brazil already under the guise that he wanted to invest in money. So mm-hmm. he had brought a lot of money. And the interviewer <clears throat> asked him how much, and he didn't say. So it, it was a lot. Yeah, so he had brought the money with him. And then after he met Yusuf and Yusuf was interested in um, investing, Dominic was like, okay, I'm going to go back to London and then I'll meet you in Chile for the race, but I don't want to bring all this money back and forth with me. So he left the money with Yusuf. I feel like it was upwards of like 50000 I, I feel like it's at least that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, cause he did not want to say what the amount was. I feel like if it was like a cool like I mean, because it looks three to five. Him look stupid. Yeah. It does, but you're already here. Right. <laughs> you already kind of Even leaving a hundred dollars with a stranger is very wild, sir. Like, what are you doing? At least money you expect to get back. Right. Another thing that's wild to me, though, is that all of these white people are getting duped by this brown person. Yeah. And that's so interesting to me because America's 
America's relationship with Palestinians or just with like brown people in general is just so distrusting and mm-hmm. just so like I don't know it, it almost like kind of disqualifies brown people from having like that power to like dupe somebody because the the cultural separation is already there immediately yeah. you're already you're already deemed a terrorist like yeah. already so like the fact that he's able to go to these foreign countries and like do people out of thousands and thousands of dollars, rooms and but he's not in white countries, and I think that there that people of color are seen differently in countries of color. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but like I feel like there's they seem more trustworthy to white people because they're like, oh, you're like in your place where you should be doing mm-hmm. things to like make a life for yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that that makes that, perfect sense. Like. Yeah, because I think when they're, they're, when white people encounter people of color in white countries, they're like, oh, you lead, you're coming here to, like, mm-hmm. you know, take over our country and sell our jobs and our women and all that shit. That yeah. That, so. I just thought that was so interesting. And I also thought it was interesting that, like, he specifically targeted white people. Yeah. Like, um, well, yeah, in the, like, scamming and, like, the whole violence thing. It's just, like, that's bold as fuck. Yeah. Because you know it would be the exact opposite if you was in the States. Like, what the fuck? Oh, that's scary as fuck. I wonder if he's ever been to the States. He probably have to now, shit. I mean, once we get to the end, we don't really know. (laughs) Um, So, a few days before the race, the Chile race, Dominic came back and he met up with Yusuf. They talked about the money, but Yusuf was being weird. He's like, oh, you know, it's safe. It's with a lawyer. Dominic was feeling like he was not, he didn't love that answer, but he was like, okay. <laughs> they started doing the race and Dominic was not, <laughs> he said I was choking on dust. Because <laughs> it was in the desert. Right. He's I, thought like, that I, was funny. I thought that part was funny. I thought that part was funny. Like, you not think it was in the desert? Right. That's <laughs> known for sand? Silly. So at the same time, Mar came to um, Chile to support Yusuf. And he said that they arrived, him and some other folks, um, Palestinian folks that were supporting him. Mm-hmm. When they arrived, it was day two of the race. They got to the hotel and Yusuf's ass was standing there waiting for them. <laughs> and they're like, aren't you supposed to be in the race? <laughs> in the race? Aren't you in day three? Supposed to be in the desert? <laughs> right. Why are you here? Are you he, in the AC? He said the same story. He got disqualified. The doctors were being racist towards him. And Mara was like, okay, something isn't like adding up yeah right so through all this dominic is feeling weird mars feeling weird but yusuf kind of just like gets them doing a bunch of shit to mm-hmm. kind of distract him he he took them like biking swimming he was having them drink <laughs> he into a tour guide <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like where do you have all this money to do these activities them ten thousand dollars they raised spend to be in the race <laughs> ten thousand dollars that's true exactly got all of dominic's money oh like, my god everything goodness. dominic just gave up and we don't even know how much it was what if it was like a hundred thousand i can't believe they just wrote a little like contract on grid paper and he yes. really expected that to be like enough. i Dominic's forgot he, re- he literally wrote blue. an iou yeah with a little crayon <laughs> like, and dominic was like Cool. It wasn't notarized. We had no lawyer. So You're white. Like y'all have access to fucking everything. How the fuck did you not like in go that, through the official? I don't know white channels. people channels. Or to me, yeah, that like, feels like, like to me that feels like like how and and you know we weren't there, so we don't know how hard he was trying. But he basically decided to just go home and cut his losses. So how much money do you have right. where you can just lose thousands of dollars? Potentially hundreds of thousands yeah, of dollars. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Enough amount that you were embarrassed to say. What if, I don't know, what if, you, what if it was like super, 
What if he was that liquid because it was like he's a scammer or like he just didn't have the means to like go through, I don't know, like some sort of legal investment or something. Who, like Dominic? That. Dominic, yeah. Well, I mean, he does eventually like try to go the legal route, doesn't he? Yeah. But like, so, the legal, what, what, what? At the he, end. He like, he files a police report mm-hmm. against um, Yusuf eventually. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think his money was legit. I think he's just like, I mean, the type of, I feel like the type of established white person that can travel the world and be in these world races is the kind of person person that has that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. I mean, he was like, oh, yeah, I'll do a random race in Chile in, right. in two weeks and, right. and I won't need to, you know, use PTO. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so after all of this, Mar was like, I need to figure out who this Yusuf guy is. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to contact that white guy, Dominic. And Carlos. And Carlos. So they all got together and they started talking about what was going on and they realized that this is fucked up. Yeah. They also did research on Yusuf and he, there were all these articles. All these stories about him like committing fraud, stealing from folks, a real messy bitch. <laughs> Lives for drama. Scammer. Like he was multiple articles. What the fuck? But all over the world. That was the part that was wild to me. Like international scammer. Yeah, and they were like, he used his name, but like because he was in all these countries, like people weren't putting it together. Mm -hmm. But it only took a simple Google search. Right. Joseph Carter. Joseph Carter. Right. And he was using different names and stuff. That's so genius. What a fucking because if you if you think about it, like. When like when somebody calls your name, mm-hmm. you automatically do that. Yeah. But if somebody calls you a different name, you're not going to turn. Right. So like for him to use a name that's similar enough where his mind would like still kind of pick it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Pretty smart. Hmm. We hate it, but yes. <laughs> um. Okay, let's see where we are. Yeah. So they discovered he had done all these scams. He scammed people that were trying to get to Dubai. Mm-hmm. A bunch of he was stuff. also supposed to be on trial, but he was like evading that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where Mar figured out. That's why he contacted him. Mm-hmm. Imagine yeah. not showing up to your fucking court date. I mean, if you in a whole other country. Sure. <laughs> so um, Dominic brings up that in addition to having all his money stolen, he started getting emails from this lawyer, this Brazilian lawyer, supposedly. And Carlos, I don't know who Carlos is, but he was able to hack into an email and figure out where the email was coming from. And it turns out it was coming from Santiago, which is the same place that Yusuf was living. Mm-hmm. Carlos is uh, Carlos Medina, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it was clear that Yusuf was the one that was acting as the lawyer. Trying to get more money probably. You know who else did that shit? Ooh. Trump. <laughs> So Trump used to like try to because his his whole empire was already built for him before he got into real estate, right? Mm-hmm. So his dad was like a real estate tycoon, and to build up hype around himself, he would like call news agencies or you know people for interviews or whatever the fuck um, as somebody else. It was like some super basic ass name. I forget. Let me just like say John or something like that. So they would call like for Trump, and then he would like answer as like the assistant or whatever and be like oh he's so great he's so this this and this and they like do interviews and shit like you know what i mean oh my and god they, they're like no we think that's trump like they would like match the voices up and stuff his like voice that. is very like, distinct a scammer a fucking scammer right <laughs> i was watching a youtube video some influencer on youtube was talking about like when she first started out and she didn't have like a management team or whatever she was like she would pretend to be her own manager yeah oh my god like created a whole other email that's smart 
In that sense. Yeah. Not if you're trying to scam people <laughs> like Trump. Unless you're scamming the right people, but... Listen. So then Mar started Googling Yusuf's family, mm-hmm. and he found his sister, called her, and basically the sister revealed that Yusuf is not Palestinian. <laughs> so he's been scamming all these folks based off the street that he's Palestinian, which is awful. She's like, what? Awful. Um, he was Lebanese. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's so sad. And because, I mean, it's... It's brown people. Who's going to do research? Who's going to figure right. it out? Like, oh, what language do you speak? Like, right. <laughs> and ask him that shit. But I'm like, it's it's truly wild. And I guess, like, if somebody tells you they are from a certain place, you believe them. You don't yeah. just immediately question them. Right. Yeah. And then his sister, like, had a nervous breakdown on the phone and was like, he's ruined our family. Right. But saying that's, that shit right there, that's so fucking real. They could be terrorizing their family first. That's where it starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they get ostracized when they move that. forward. And he went on to terrorize the world. Yeah. Um, okay. So Carlos was trying to get this situation resolved, and he encouraged Dominic to come back to Chile. And they were basically trying to figure out how to nail Yusuf. Dominic met up with Yusuf, and Yusuf said that they were going to get the money from this lawyer, mm-hmm. and it was a 10-minute walk. Walked my man into the middle of nowhere. He said, oh, yeah, it's right this way. Oh, just a little further. <laughs> Oh, just a just a little bit further. He was on the outskirts of the city. Like, where did you think y'all were going? Dominic's in the middle of a hill. Like, uh, where's the office? Dominic doesn't have strong reasoning skills. It seems. Yeah, no, he's very, very, very. I'm privileged. also like, if you yeah. know this person is dangerous, I mean, they didn't know how dangerous he was, but you knew he was a scammer. Why would only you go with this person? Why are you right. following him into the woods? <laughs> I have so many questions. The only thing the woods are good for. Is hunting and murder. And both are murder. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, I mean, they get isolated enough and Dominic's like I mean he said he didn't realistically expect to get his money back, but then like then he like ask about it and then He asked to talk to the lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what got Yusuf angry. You're being so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I already said the wire transfer. <laughs> Have y'all heard the actual person talk? Oh, no. Because she sounds just like, like, the accent seems, like, outrageous on the show. Yeah. But she actually sounds like... she. I read an article where it says she felt like she was hearing herself. Wow. Really? Yeah. Actress, Listen, yeah. that actress, Julia Gardner, she's on all that. She kid that shit. Yeah. Really I like her. It's a picture. But, yeah. So then Yusa picks up a, a big piece of wood and smacks Dominic across the head with it. <laughs> Like, what else is gonna happen? Come on, dog. I mean, I mean, it, it's like I'm not making money, but like, it's absurd. But I'm it just, is. come on, what come was on. The real plan. Why were you? You weren't wearing a wire. There was no little hidden camera. There was no one following you for your safety. Y'all didn't have the police involved. You just walking like, around with him. Whose office is in the middle of the woods? <laughs> is it a cabin? Like you I haven't know. seen another person for two miles. miles. <laughs> y'all were marathon runners, so <laughs> no, you're not even a road anymore. <laughs> Dirt. Surprise, it's another marathon. Like, <laughs> shit to do it. And so then they get to tussling, and then he, Dominic, grabs a stick and smacks. <laughs> Sorry. Smacks Yusuf back and kind of like hits him hard enough that Yusuf is dazed, which I thought was just like, wow. So y'all was really just out here fighting. Just fighting, fighting. <laughs> and sting. the thing is, y'all walked so far that there was no one around to see it and be like, wow, why are they fighting? Anybody, uh, anybody stop the fight? It's just going. And this is what blew me. 
Dominic was like, wow, that was wild. I'm going to just go back to London. <laughs> thing, somebody like stumbled across them on yeah. the walking trail or whatever. And then he was like, please don't be mad. <laughs> I forgot. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> he was like, I was tripping. Uh, it's not that deep. And Dominic was like, all right, but I'm going to go home. I'm going to just go back. I'm going to go to London. Right. And then like, it, we're being ridiculous, but that's literally what happened. They fought. He almost killed this man. And then Dominic was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But he did file a police report after that. Yeah. And he sent Carlos and Mar an email and told them everything that was happening yeah. so that they knew what was going on. You're a bold nigga. <laughs> I just can't believe you so this whole <laughs> the fits was like, yeah, I was wilding. <laughs> you know what, man? I was tripping. <laughs> I know we said 10 minutes, but... <laughs> so that's not a lawyer. <laughs> you may have picked up on that. I already spent the money. I'm sorry for hitting you in the head. But um, it's above me now. The check's been cleared. You want to do another mirror? <laughs> that would probably would have been like, yeah. Right. They have to want to talk after next month. Um, you know? <laughs> oh my God. The ridiculousness. So then it goes back to Cali. Mm-hmm. And where, where were they walking? They, so they were going to the real estate office, and then they ended up going to dinner. Okay, and that's so kind of where they ended dinner. up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because then Yusuf was like, "Let's go to this this abandoned, burned down house." I heard there's a golden toilet there, and Callie acknowledges that that sounds kind of ridiculous. But I mean, I'm also the kind of person if I had someone that like I kind of trusted, and they're like, "Let's go on an adventure," because I love like thrifting. So if they're like, "It's a real estate sale. This is a shady part of town," or something like. That's how I equated it. Yeah. He made it seem like it was kind of just like an abandoned building, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, you know, we can just go, like, check it out. Yeah. And basically, like, scavenge. Um, so she was down, and they went. <laughs> and so they pull up, and it's not a house. It's like an old... Tire, it? It's a tire shop. A tire shop. That had burned down. But it was burned down. Yeah. So they go in, and they're looking around or whatever, and he comes back with a toilet seat that was not gold. <laughs> That's so, so random. Weird. Yeah, it is. Where'd you get that story from? <laughs> it's weird. But, I mean, it's interesting because, like, this was the destination he clearly wanted to go to. But the fact yeah. that he went and actually got the toilet seat was, like, why? And he, Yeah, and he scoped it. Yeah. He could have just said, hey, you want to see this, like, burned down building? Like, no, the golden toilet? But that's weird. I'm going for the golden toilet more than just, like, hey, you trying to go to the trap house and be like, what? Yeah, no. The bando? Like, what? <laughs> In the middle of where? I'll toilet? only go if there's a golden toilet. <laughs> and why would somebody have a golden toilet in a burnt down tire shop? When y'all pulled up, it should have been. That yeah. should have been it. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But next thing Callie knows is she's being hit upside the head, and then he Yusuf is on top of her, strangling her, and mm-hmm. she just feels herself lose consciousness, which sounds absolutely terrifying. It sounds so oh, scary. Oh, and she's like, yeah, you can see on her face how traumatized she is. That part was really sad. Mm-hmm. Like she's like tearing up, and I just I can't imagine like act, like actively just looking into the eyes of somebody as they're like trying to. And she, she said that she like she said when you get to that point where you feel like this is where you're gonna die that you kind of just accept it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I yeah, can't okay. imagine that. That's so scary. Yeah, and she said like she had a dream that all like all her loved ones were there and like talking to her and telling her to wake up. Oh, mm. yeah, Aww. yeah. It was really heavy, but then I mean she does. She yeah. wakes up. I mean she wakes up and. She realizes like her like her body's like squished because she's been rolled up in a tarp, and there's like ash on her face and dirt, 
and she comes to realize that she's been partially buried alive, which, wow, I can't, like, I would never recover. No. Oh my I don't God. think I'd be able to talk about it like she did. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, she said that her, um, the way that the tarp was wrapped around her, it allowed her to, like, wiggle her way out of it. Mm-hmm. The fact that she wiggled out and walked. After having gone through that physical trauma, I'm like... <laughs> There's something else must have come over her. Yeah. All those people in her dream must have been holding her up. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. And she Love had to have been in some kind of, a little bit of shock. Because mm-hmm. she had also, like, inhaled ash and, like, soot and dirt. Because, I mean, when you're asleep, like, and he obviously put it over her face because he was trying to, like, bury her or whatever. At least enough for her to not be discovered immediately. Mm-hmm. But then she um, walks home. Yeah. And meanwhile, this part is, I'm going to just say it. So Molly, who's Callie's closest friend, uh, roommate as well, says that Ed, another one of their roommates, with Yusuf, knocks on her door and says, have you seen Callie? We're really worried about her. Yeah, we haven't seen her. No one's heard from her. Like the the, the nerve, the gall that it takes for Yusuf to be there. Like, yeah, we don't know where Callie is. Right. And then he makes it a point <laughs> to say, I gave her the money and then she just went her separate way. Why Why the fuck would you do some shit like that? Like, what's the point? Just just get town. Yeah. Just go run in another city or some shit. Because I think, like, on top of all of this, he wants everybody to like him. Yeah. And this, like, he doesn't want to burn the bridge of all these other roommates. Yeah, he wants to keep these relationships intact. Right. But it didn't work out for him because no. Callie's strong self was walking up the block. So she pulls up in the yard, walks up the sidewalk. This is not funny, but it's just like... Imagine Yusuf thought that he had literally killed her. Mm-hmm. And she walks up. And I imagine, and not even like jokingly, I imagine she kind of looked like a zombie. Yeah, like covered in dirt and blood. Probably <laughs> barely moving. And he says, thank God you're here. We were so worried. Oh my God, Callie. Where were you? Beat his ass. Immediately. And then she starts like screaming, like, get away from me. Why'd you do this to me? Like, you buried me the fuck alive. Mm-hmm. And now you, okay, so awesome. he was worried about me. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they notice she has a huge gash in her head, and Molly takes her to the hospital. Um, she says that she needed stitches. She had a concussion. She had cor- corneal abrasions in her eye from the ash and soot. She had lesions on her larynx from him strangling her. All of her cuts were covered in ash and oil, and she had started vomiting up blood. So she couldn't even drink water. Yeah. Molly and Ed stayed with her, and Yusuf stayed at the house. No, the police, the police should have been picking him up immediately. And didn't, not not immediately, not a day later, not a week later, not a month later. Mm-mm. Like no. they didn't take her seriously at all. They filed a police report. The police came to the hospital, looked at Callie, and said the injuries weren't bad enough. There's nothing we can do. She almost died. He drove her into a closet and buried her. And then also the they said that she had lesions on her larynx, like so. There's probably she, evidence that she like bruising and everything. I mean, her the like veins in her eyes had burst. Like her eyes are blood red. Oof! I just and they didn't do anything. What did y'all think it was? Like <laughs> I think they just truly didn't care. So um, once they got back to the house, they realized that Yusuf had wrote a note on the wall saying that he was going back to Denmark because his mother had died. Right after that. Mm-hmm. Right after she just conveniently. Conveniently, yeah. 
So this is when we're introduced to Rocio Berrios Iban. I don't know how to say your last name. I B A N Y E Z. You said that in yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's technically Spanish for you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so this is Callie's attor- attorney. And I guess they had, Rocio and Callie had met at a party and in some way became connected to, via social media. Mm-hmm. And Rocio saw that Callie's friend had posted online that the police weren't paying any attention to the story that they needed help. So that's when Rocio came and was like, you know, I'm going to help you out. Yeah. And she was like new to practicing law. I'm like, was passionate about the, the the case, but also was like needed the practice and everything. So, you know, yeah, she took it upon herself to get involved. Um, they made sure that they started a case, um, saying that it was an attempted murder and that they were able to get an arrest warrant. But of course, Yusuf was gone, and they wanted to try to get him before he left Chile. I guess he had said said to somebody that he had lost his passport and they knew he didn't have any money. So they figured it would take him a few days to be able to get a passport and get out of the country. Mm -hmm. Um, They contacted a newspaper. They put Callie on the cover um, with her injuries. They also put Yusuf's picture in there and quickly his picture was all over the media. And they said it helped that he didn't look Chilean because people would be easy to point. It would be easier for people to point him out. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the meantime, Ed, Callie and Molly all went home. A mess. A fucking mess. Hot ass mess. And he's still at large. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Which is scary. That's so why I mean, when you were like, I wonder if he's ever been to America. Right. He could be here right now. I mean, when they set up the plot to, like, capture him. So, mm-hmm. like, they had someone pretend to be... No, not pretend. They had a friend of his mm-hmm. email him and offer to, like, lend him some money. Because they know how money hungry he is and that he needed the money to escape the country. And so, you know, they were able to capture him that way he was arrested but then he was only sentenced with was it 600 days yeah less than two years yeah for trying to kill this girl for attempted murder mm-hmm. he was convicted was of attempted murder and he only he got less than two years and was then it because she was in that because she was like a foreign national maybe? no well instead of a yeah. sentencing there just low yeah that crime and the wild part well i mean it's all wild but during the trial when he was being led out um, after he got his sentencing, he turned around and he winked at Callie. Oh my god. Evil. Yeah. Pure evil. True. Blow the whole place up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just burn it down. So he gets out of prison and leaves the country. Then he goes back to Denmark, right? Mm-hmm. Gets arrested and sentenced in there, serves his time, and then flees the country. He goes to Costa Rica. Then goes to Costa Rica, which will be. Oh shit, I forgot. <laughs> And, oh no! Yeah. Oh no! The last known place he was at was was it Costa Rica? I thought it was somewhere else. No, it was Denmark. So the the um the test the text at the end of the episode says the last confirmed sighting of Yusuf Cotter was in Denmark in 2018. It is believed Yusuf is currently living under an alias. He has previously used the names Joseph Carter and Joseph Maria. His current whereabouts are unknown. It's really wild that they didn't also try to tackle on some charges for what happened between him and Dominic. Right. Yeah. Because he had filed a police report too, right? Yeah. So it's like the same name is on both of them, but y'all didn't make that connection. Yeah, I think he filed something with like Interpol and he was like not playing. Yeah. He's really, um, I mean, I'm glad, but Yusuf is really bad at murder, clearly. Like, right. Tried to murder twice and the first time it didn't go well, so you're like, my bad. And then the second <laughs> time you're like, oh, that's done. And then she comes home and you're like, Wait, why are you saying this? It's so wild. 
I know the whole, like the whole system doesn't make sense. So it's like, why would I even try to find logic in any of it? But the fact that somebody can attempt to kill somebody, fail at it, and then they are just able to go. Mm-hmm. And the only way that they can potentially be kept from killing somebody is if they kill somebody. Right. <laughs> how yeah. the fuck does that make sense? He buried her like alive. how restraining orders are. Right. It's like, well, we can't do anything if they didn't actually, like, attempt to kill you. Okay, but, like... It's like, what are y'all protecting people from, then? Nothing. Like, how does Callie find... I mean, I feel like, like... She is more of a person than I could have been when it came to this entire situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, just number one from doing this episode. But how does somebody like her feel safe knowing that he could literally be anywhere? Yeah. Right. And then hiding in plain sight, he could come back to the same country. And she still lives in Chile. Mm-hmm. She does? I, I thought that's what it said. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see it. Oh, that's how she said the fuck about it. Well, I think she said here when she was talking about Chile in her interview. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Let me look it up. Yeah. Oh fuck no. I'm hoping that. Well, maybe Chile is the the safest place for her to be because yeah. that's where he was tried. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that episode was wild. Marathon man. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I hate it when perpetrators don't be ugly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even want to. Like it should be know. coming from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and people like this they typically are somewhat attractive because that's part of charisma. Yeah, you're right. Pretty privilege and all that. They're able to get through, get away with a lot more. It's like, I'm just so, especially with like American perpetrators, I'm very used to them being like, excuse the fuck out of me. How the fuck did you get away with this shit? You are not charismatic at all. You don't look good. (laughs) (laughs) You don't look good. I don't. I can't find an answer. That's not saying. But I, that I remember her saying here when she was talking about Chile. Mm-hmm. But either way. Anyway, uh, that was a wild one. I did not expect that. Yeah. That story. Yeah. That was a wild one. I'm trying to see how many more episodes we have of this um, series. Two more. Okay, cool. Oh, the more? next one is a two-parter. So okay. I don't know how we want to handle that, but... I think we could do it. Yeah, just, just do it in both parts? Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, we will s- talk to y'all... <laughs> I can't get my words together. At the next main episode, and then um, we'll talk about Worst Roommate Ever in our next episode. See you then. Bye. Bye.